In the year 2020, a weapon was used. This weapon was destructive, had no paper trail, and no memory, and served only one purpose, to steal the future via cheating through elections. Now one man has traveled back in time to try to stop these Dominion machines. I've said that since day one. What day is it? The date. 12th. May. Thursday. What year? Oh. I know it! It's the machine! Right there. The yes. machine! Coming to a theater near you this fall, it's Dominion. Rise of the Machine. We'll end up with no machines ever in the United States or the world again. And we're going to get rid of these machines once and for all. And when it all plays out, we're gonna, you know, the biggest problem I think we're going to have is we're not going to have enough machines to melt down. For what's up? What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. You are listening to Thinking Logically. Joe, happy Friday. What's going on over there in Beaver County? Oh, nothing much, man. Uh, it was it was an exhilarating twenty four hours yesterday, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it has been. Um, we got the weekend upon us. Any plans for the weekend? No plans for for this weekend as of now. At some point, I got to get a haircut. I for for those that that I had a haircut scheduled for literally like two days after that East Palestine thing blew up, and I just I, I canceled it, and then haven't rescheduled since and i don't even know why i canceled to be honest with you so who cut your hair um black dog barber actually in ambridge actually so oh yeah okay yeah that's cool do you get do you get the hot shave the hot foam or he, he doesn't do the hot foam he does he does the, the, the trimming of that. i don't shave my neck in general because i feel like i get razor burns so i just use like clippers but uh he gives the the nice fade and uh we, we're, we're rocking the mullet the last few months so yeah i like it I like it. So hopefully we'll be getting together soon for our. Uh, we're, we're doing a live episode, I think, Joe. Uh, hopefully, up, possibly. Hopefully next weekend. next weekend. If not, we have a good idea for the coming weeks. It's going to be a March Madness theme with with brackets. Let's just say that. If anyone wants to uh, come on and join us, we have a couple extra mic slots. Just email us. Feel free to email us, and we'll try to get you on. Planning for next weekend, but we got to see on availability. So. Yeah, uh, we have conference tournament starts next weekend or next week. Uh, March Madness, I believe, coming up in about, what, two weekends from now? Yes. Two weeks yes. from now. We start March Madness. Actually, probably in, I think, 13 days, to be technical. So The playing games are Tuesday. So Yeah. yeah. The first four. We got the Whippeo Championship Games uh, this weekend. The Peterson Event Center. I will be at the Lincoln Park North Catholic game tonight. Can't wait for that one. Uh, so, welcome to March, as they say. Um, but let's get started with this episode, Joe title for this episode the dickheadedness will continue until the transparency improves joe uh you found yourself in a little bit of a, a pickle yesterday i guess we can call it by getting blocked by by john fetterman's chief of staff we're going to get into that for asking a simple question um we saw in the last couple days merrick garland get absolutely torched by senator josh hawley uh, in a hearing on the hill uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Josh Hawley, 
Thank you for standing up to, uh, for the Catholics out there across the country who are getting persecuted by the DOJ. Joe, what do you, what do you want to lead off with today? Okay, so there's been a, since, since like March of 2020, there's been a few of these days on social media that are just like a whirlwind. And, and yesterday, it's definitely in the top 25. To, to quote March Madness, it would definitely be a one or two seed going into the tournament. Because it was one of the most insane days ever on social media. Um, Merrick Garland got, for lack of a better term, East Palestine yesterday. Um, Sorry for the term, but at least it's getting mentioned. Um, In College Park, where I remind you, young jock resides, the LGBTQTR whatever mayor was arrested for possessing child porn. Tons. Tons of child porn. Think of the, um, think of the colonel. From the movie Boogie Nights. That kind of stuff. Um, also, he was recently hanging out with Pete Buttigieg. So, that's sweet. Wait, um, the mayor of College Park was hanging out with Mayor Pete? There's someone. I think it was Stephen L. Miller quote tweeted a photo of them from maybe a few months ago. I don't think it was weeks. I think it was a few months. And then they, they hung out all of 2019 um, bragging about oh. how... Two two America's top mayors or something. Yeah. Yes. 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 Nothing to see here. Oh no. That that wouldn't even be like the biggest. I think it was Stephen L. Miller had this quote. It's not even the, his biggest scandal of the week. It's not even the worst thing that's happened to people to judge this week being seen with a child predator. <laughs> I, I don't know, but that's that's just that's just how the day kind of ended. So, and we saw Mayor Lori Lightfoot forgot to mention this one lose her primary race. Thank the Lord. She is now out of Chicago, so hopefully they can turn Chicago around. What did she blame, Mark? She blamed uh, racism and the fact that she is a lesbian. That's what she blamed her loss on. That is not an exaggeration, folks. For for those of you that are listening out there, that is not an exaggeration, I repeat. She blamed the fact that she is black and the fact that she is a lesbian as the reason why she lost. When we start talking more about what happened yesterday, that's going to seem like just nothing. Like that, that's as to be expected. Not the fact that Chicago is actually referred to accurately as Chirac and that the violence there in the city is completely out of control. No, no, it wasn't that. It was the fact that she looks, well, not the fact that she looks, she looks like Beetlejuice, but the fact that she is a black lesbian woman. So I guess that didn't, that didn't come into effect. That didn't be, uh, wasn't a factor when she won uh, however many elections she won prior to that. So. All of a sudden, now it's, you know, whatever. Disgusting. But now, let's just, let's take us through my day on social media yesterday. It actually, like all that stuff that we just mentioned, the the, the mayor of College Park basically being the colonel from the movie Boogie Nights, Pete Buttigieg hanging out with them, Merrick Garden getting dis- absolutely destroyed for, for eight hours by numerous, numerous, numerous people. Um it actually, Do you think these guys, let me cut you off. Do you think these guys like Garland and these guys that are on these hearings now, do you think they go into these hearings like, shit, like I'm about to get roasted right now for the next eight hours? Or do you think they're just like, yeah, okay, let's go no, see how this goes? He was nervous the day, actually, you could probably back up the day he was appointed because he eventually knew there was going to be a House of Representatives that was Republican controlled. He was going to eventually have to come in and answer questions. So every time when you think back and you watch him, uh, every speech he made, he knows that eventually he's going to have to answer for this. And you could tell that he looked nervous yesterday. It was sad. 
But I, I didn't even feel bad for him either. No. I mean, he you could tell the guy's pretty intelligent, but he just first of all, he seems like he's smoked several, several cartons of Marlboros uh, over the course of his life, just listening to him talk. But he just seemed like he was so, like you said, nervous. He was stuttering. He couldn't really put together a f- complete answer. We're going to listen here to Josh Hawley in a little bit. But go ahead. It was just, it was just, I actually enjoyed watching him get roasted. Well, well, it all began before all this even happened. It began last night or two nights ago, I guess. Very late, like at 11.59 p.m. around midnight. I clicked on an article from, from KDKA, and to my surprise, I learned late, late at night that John Fetterman was introducing Senate le- legislation and talking to Norfolk Southern officials. But it, it didn't register for a second. It, it, it took me like a minute. I realized he's doing this from a psychiatric ward where someone is checking in on him every 15 minutes. So while this, this dude's in a hospital gown with, with no shoestrings, mind you, he's proposing new regulations that will prevent future train derailments. This is who we get? What, what the hell's going on? I mean, think about it this way. What if things go south and he doesn't get his way with this bill or something? Is he going to kill himself? I mean, I'd say get him a therapy dog, Mark, but I don't think that's a good idea either. Think about it. There's a chance the therapy dog could end up running the show here. Animals were also affected. Don't think the therapy dog won't be in his ear, too. You'll have, you'll just picture it in your mind. You have a freaking dog sanctuary at Point Park in Pittsburgh for affected animals of this disaster, but half of Darlington is going to have a voice that sounds like end stage Michael fucking Jackson. Now, you used to work in a psych ward, correct? Correct. In. Is there any, from your experience working in a psych ward, would there be any possibility that he would be able to do this? No. I mean, would you be able to teach from a psychiatric ward? Someone coming in saying, hey, you're not going to kill yourself yet, are you? Every 15 minutes. I mean, they take your shoestrings, you can't shave. It's all for, like, to protect, like, the, the, the hospital and the staff and everything, as well as protect, like, you, the patient. But they take precautions. You have to so he's sign literally, in. You have to we sign have... in to see him. Do we have confirmation that he is in a psych ward? Walter Reed. He checked himself into Walter Reed for depression. I don't care. You check yourself in for depression, they're going to send you to however they're going to doctor it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't think about it like that. Um, so who's doing this for him then? I, I don't know. I, 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 so that's when I woke up bright and early. It was like 7 in the morning. I, I, of course, tweeted out to his chief of staff, Adam Gentleson. I said, hi, Adam. Just out of curiosity, who is co-signing and introducing Senate legislation from Senator Fetterman's office while he's currently hospitalized at Walter Reed and probably being checked on every 15 minutes by medical staff? Waited a and then what bit. happened? Well, I, I waited a little bit longer. Still, still no answer. So I said, again, how is any of this stuff possible from Walter Reed Medical Hospital? Don't you have a lot to update us on? And I read the last time they gave us an update. And I'll read the highlighted part that I have highlighted. We don't have a lot to update, folks on with since there's no real news to report except that john is doing well working with wonderful doctors and remains on the path to recovery uh okay but th- th- this is like this is where it gets like so that the article john fetterman introduced the railway safety act of 2023 to help 
prevent future tra- future train derailments. He's introducing it, and it's from a regional standpoint. Casey and Fetterman have continued to advocate for resources for Pennsylvania and Ohio residents affected by the derailment. They are also working with Norfolk Southern, really, because the, Norfolk Southern wouldn't send a representative to the CCBC Dome or to really East Palestine, but they're going to send one to Walter Reed Medical Facility to talk to John Fetterman about this, who who, who might actually. It might actually make him sad and kill himself. I, I don't think so. In a letter to Norfolk Southern Corporation, President and CEO Alan Shaw, to, that, it was to the, the CEO Alan Shaw, Casey and Fetterman emphasized the company's legal and moral obligation to the residents of East Palestine and Darlington Township. I, I just, it blows my mind how this can happen. I don't want to sound like Joy Behar here, but this is what the people of Pennsylvania voted for. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Don't worry, people of Beaver and Lawrence County. I actually tweeted this as well. You might not be able to grow vegetables for the next decade or two, but a vegetable can be elected to the Senate and serve the next six years in your name. The situation as a whole is nothing short of amazing. Please upload a video. I, I, I just... I mean, you're spot on. You're not wrong. Do you, do you think Ernie Kersey finally got to him? I mean, he's, he's back to work at least. I guess someone is. I mean, no new Bernie updates. Kersey but... may have been the uh, turning the tide here for him, leading the charge, leading the charge. Mister Ernie Kersey, our recurring guest. Um, where did Fetterman's wife end up in the last couple of weeks? We saw this come out in the news, and it was like, what? Oh, she went to Canada. This power-hungry monster. Yeah, she she they gets they get celebrated ten times over by the by the loony left. Because she is just so brave. Yeah. Where'd she go? She went to Canada. They got a nice three-day weekend. I think this kid's from school. Drove to Canada to see the Niagara Falls. No, she's not with her husband in Walter Reed. She's in Canada. How sick are these people? Pretty, pretty freaking sick, man. Pretty freaking sick. I, I, I don't know. Either that or they're just really dense and, and cannot see like how this would be like a major major issue for people that actually care paying attention gotta love the fettermans the federi the federi let's latinize it. let's latin latinize it for latin mass the federi yep um, amazing man i mean we could spend we could literally spend an hour and a half on how this is wrong for john fetterman I, actually I'm, I'm looking right now i'm somehow unblocked by this guy no he unblocked you that's cool i mean Will you he resume your long... full court pressure? As soon as we get off this podcast, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably really start lighting it up again. But Tom, you're a constituent, literally. But they don't care. I mean, just they shut don't. up. It's, he's fine. We, we gave you guys an update that said no updates. He's fine. Is Maybe he? Is, you, is he really dead? Is he really brain dead? <laughs> Maybe tell him you voted for Fetterman. Maybe he'll respond to you. Yeah. Oh my God. He might be brain dead. I don't know. I don't think he is, but well, the, regardless, re- maybe I don't know. But the fact that the fact that East Palestine is getting him to represent it, talk about the biggest slap in the face. Like people might get mad at the term that I use, like Merrick Garden got East Palestine yesterday, and like that's fine. That's just words. But our government is giving you someone who has severe brain damage, probably, and is definitely depressed and can't do his job. Had to get checked into a hospital. That's who you get to deal with this train derailment and everything. All the fallout. All all the, all the people that are sick, can't do anything, don't worry. John Fetterman, 
who hasn't shown up to work whenever he was lieutenant governor half the freaking time. Don't worry. He's on the case, guys. The longer we spend on this, we'll just we'll ne- it's like a black hole. We'll never we'll never get out of this topic. We'll never. It get is out a of black it. hole until until this man resigns. I don't think he is though. At what point though, Joe? Do these people, and I say these people, I mean the left, the Democrats that are in charge, the uh, Fetterman's handlers, just all right, like all right, you have to step down. Like we can't, this can't continue for five more years, six more years. I mean, what are they waiting for? Maybe he's not as bad as we think. I don't know. Oh, you know, he's I mean, as bad it's not as like we the think. Democrats. I mean, these people are like aren't stupid, you know. So why don't they make him resign? Why don't you appoint Connor Lamb? I like you do have Connor Lamb, which is actually a better candidate, it, waiting in the wings. I don't. It's not like he's a, he's he has a job. That's what's puzzling to me. Connor Lamb's a good candidate. Maybe that's the reason why. Because he, he might not be a complete rubber stamp. Maybe a rubber stamp for Pelosi and some things, but not for not for stuff like like gender-affirming care and all that. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing Connor Lamb would support gender-affirming care in trans kids. Someone who fought in Iraq as a member of the United States Marine Corps. I have a hard time believing that. Unless he's been completely brainwashed by the left. So who knows? It's not just okay. Let's let's move on to uh, this clip from Siena because there are Democrats that are that are saying, "Hey, what's happening in East Palestine is is bullshit, and you need you we we need to focus more on that." This is of all people, if anyone knows who this is, Nina Turner. And then just one more point yeah. for the neoliberals who say that the residents of that area deserve what they they are getting because they voted for President Donald J. Trump. It is abhorrent. Mm. This is about poverty. This is about poor, working-class white people who are enduring some of the same things that poor, working-class black people endure, whether it's Flint, Cleveland, or Jackson, Mississippi. And so I want to lay it out. That the cultist behavior in politics right now, it is a sin and a shame that when people are suffering to this magnitude, you got people who will fix their mouths, to quote my grandmother, and say that they are getting what they deserve. What they deserve is clean air, clean food, clean water. They deserve relief, both in the short term and also in the long term. Now, no one else aside from Nina Turner or someone that is black and liberal could have even mentioned Flint water or anything like that without getting raked over the coals. But thank God it was it was. This is where we are in 2023. If anyone else would have said that on CNN, they would have been shot down immediately, like a Japanese yeah. zero over the over the Pacific Ocean. I give her credit for coming out and speaking out against what these imbeciles are saying on on the national media. People like Joy Behar saying that, that is they're getting what they deserve. Are you kidding me? You know, Nina Turner is from Cleveland. She is a very progressive, uh, quote unquote, progressive liberal Democrat. So for her to say that, like you said, mm, it's a wake-up call. Yeah. You know? So, good for her. You know, I'm glad she spoke. I know she spoke at a, I think she spoke at a Democratic event in Beaver County uh, not too long ago. Um, so, we'll see if anyone else picks up on, uh, well, picks up on that language and, and, and continues to advocate for the people of East, East Palestine. What else do we have, Joe? Well, we're, we're still not even we're, we're still not even to like 11 a.m. for the day. OK, that, that need a Turner clip, I think, happened on March 1st, actually. But everything else we talked about was literally up until like 11 a.m. So yeah. you can see 
Now, the next thing I noticed is that I don't know if anyone out there likes Hershey's chocolate or candy, but they got a new wrapper. And this is a, this is a headline from Yahoo Life. Twitter is attacking her for their new candy bar wrapper. And you could think, well, why would anyone attack anyone for the candy bar wrapper on Women's History Month? And the wrapper is her for she cookies and cream candy. Except it's a freaking man on the cover because it's a trans person. Does anyone see the issue here? It's, it's women's it's women's history month. And you got a man. For the the, 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 the first the first rapper. It's a man. Not Am I explaining this wrong or terribly? You think people are getting it? I can't believe that 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 they did that. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, aren't women like outraged at this? I mean, what is what is up with what is up with this? The the fact that they I, the her for she campaign in Canada. It inspires and promotes celebrities. The women changing the future in your community. Yeah, you're changing the future for sure. Your future because you ain't having kids anymore. <laughs> this is insane. Faye Johnson on Twitter. That that's who's that's who's sponsor, and she's honored to be featured in the campaign by Hershey's Canada for the International Women's Day alongside four brilliant sisters and change makers. I didn't look up any other women. I can't even confirm they are women, but as soon yeah. as you see this woman's jaw, you'll say. Is that Tony Robbins in, 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 a, in, a, in a dress? Yep. Hershey put a trans woman, this is from Market Watch, put a trans woman on a candy bar sparking boycott calls. Hershey's faces backlash over putting trans woman on a candy bar wrapper for International Women's Day. When are women going to stand up and say enough? Ah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's completely, it has permeated our society. It's completely in our faces, 24-7, 365. I mean, when is, when is enough enough? Why does this have to be the way our society is now, at least here in, in America and in places like Canada? Are you freaking kidding me? Like, it, when is enough enough? It doesn't have to be this way. We let it be this way. If we acted like how... The Lenny left did in, in the Summer of Love 2020 riots, it would change real quick. But we don't destroy stuff. We don't, we just, we ask, please, nicely, you know, stay away from my children. Or if you want to do these crazy shows, maybe not invite four, five, six, seven, eight year olds, just like we don't invite four, five, six, seven, eight year olds to the Crazy Your Strip Club. Okay. It's, yeah, I mean, it's that simple. I mean, this is, this is, what, this is actually a quote that I just found here as we're talking about this. Exactly what I just said. The Federalist co-founder and CEO, Sean Davis, wrote, Hershey's is honoring women by featuring delusional, disfigured men on its candy bars. Phil and Pirate ladies. And then another guy said, this to me is the biggest problem. Women remain silent as they're reduced to a costume team. Yeah. Every day's uh, Halloween. Every day's Halloween. And you can be whoever you want. Yeah. Sounds fun. No one, no one cares what, what you know, gender you are or, or how you identify. It is shoved down our throats all day, every day. And it's completely in your face. This is what, this is our culture now. This is, this is who we are. These stories it's are insane. slowly, these stories are slowly deteriorating because yeah. I'm thinking like, how are we going to transition away from the woman that's a man that's on a chocolate wrapper, you know, LGBTQT, 
And then the next story is basically another LG, LGBTQ, whatever it is now, RSY. The mayor of, I'm going to repeat, I'm just going to read it slowly because the mayor of College Park, Maryland has resigned after authorities arrested him on 56 counts of child pornography related charges. This is, now notice I didn't say if he was a Democrat, Republican, it's not in the headline. You actually, I mean, you can assume it's College Frickin' Park, but of course it's a, re- a Democrat and it's a Democrat that has brushed shoulders with some pretty, pretty high profile Democrats, one including Pete Buttigieg. Tell, the, what did I have it down as? This was the, we're bringing back the wood chipper of the week here, and I think this dude might be if he's found guilty on this candidate for the wood chipper here because fifty six counts of child pornography, and this dude was mayor for 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 how long? And he I think he resigned before he was arrested. Not that it matters, but this is sick. I don't I don't want to like joke around about this. This is this is sick. Uh, I will tell you this. Um... We never talked about this, but there is a guy that lives here. I won't say where uh, in Western PA. Uh, he is the uncle of a, of a, uh, of a girl I know. And see this guy from time to time during football season or out and at a breakfast occasionally. And he, he works for the FBI and he does I think he's FBI, but he works on child pornography cases. That's his job. And he would. He told me a couple times. He's like, you wouldn't believe the stuff that I see. He said people are just sick. I mean, that's how he described it. He said people are just sick. I mean, can you imagine this being your job? I mean, you investigate child pornography cases. Can you no. imagine? I honestly, yes. I can't. I can't. Mark, I was nervous typing in College Park Mayor child porn. I was nervous typing that into the Google because you just don't know anymore in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I know. Uh, there are people out there, and and honestly, like you could pray for them, whatever. The the amount of people that recover for this, and and the, it's it's got to be like zero percent. And I don't know why or how or or what it is, but for some reason they keep on doing it and doing it and doing it. And they'll even like Jerry Sandusky should have woke a lot of people up. He set up an entire foundation or whatever to do this. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. the colonel. I just keep on thinking of Boogie Nights and the colonel. Are you my friend? Are you my friend? Are you my friend, Pete Buttigieg? Yeah. Tell me you're my friend. Oh, it's nuts, God. man. It's sick and it's nuts. I just don't get the get the infatuation with people who who have this obsession with child pornography. It's something <sighs> that I'll never understand. Luckily, we're not completely sick like like these people are. But, you know. Now, when you have your own kid, it's even like, it's even worse. It's like, wow, you know, Ugh. So, I know college park, Maryland, not a small town either home to the university of Maryland, the Terps. Yeah. And this dude is a child predator. Sick man. Oh, 56 times over. Yep. Uh, don't right, want to be that guy in jail. Let's move on further on today. This, this, I think we were getting in. I can't remember if this happened on the first or the second, but Garden got absolutely destroyed by by everyone. Ted, I, I can't remember if Ted Cruz was another one. I don't think he was on there. There was a couple other people that were just obliterated him. But the one, and you actually told me that we have to put this clip on. I didn't even know this was going on at the time. Senator Hawley 
Grilling Garland on politicizing the DOJ and targeting pro-life activists. We're going to play the clip. It's about a minute and 45 long. I hope it has everything that I, that I, that I wanted to have in it because the original clip's like eight or nine minutes. But here we go. Enjoy this. This is that you're abdicating responsibility? I'm not abdicating responsibility. Then give me the answer. Is Do you think in your opinion, you are the Attorney General of the United States? You are in charge of the Justice Department. And yes, sir, you are responsible. Yeah. So give me an answer. The FBI does not agree with your description. I'm not asking about the FBI. You are the Attorney General. Give me your answer. Do you think that it was objectively reasonable and they followed your guidelines in sending 20 to 30 armed agents to terrorize these people? And then in the background, there's a giant picture of the guy and his like nine kids and his wife. They're at like the tabernacle, basically, of a church. They're in front of the steps at a church and they're posing for a picture. Or no. The facts I have, which are those presented by the FBI, are not consistent with your description. So you think it was reasonable? I'm saying the facts are not as you describe. What, that the children weren't there? That there wasn't that there weren't long guns there? That Facts. there weren't agents? What wasn't what what do you dispute? What's the factual premise you dispute? FBI Be specific. Said they don't agree with your description of Be um, specific. They don't agree with what? Of of how many agents, of the agents who were there, and of what their roles were. They don't agree. Do you know the jury in this case acquitted Mr. Houck? I'm sure you're aware. Do you know how long it took him? I, I am aware and we respect the decision of the jury. Do you know how long it took him? I don't know. One hour. One hour. Philadelphia District Attorney declines to prosecute. Private suits dismissed. You use an unbelievable show of force with guns that I just note liberals usually decry. We're supposed to hate long, long guns and assault-style weapons. You're happy to deploy them against Catholics and innocent children. Happy to. And then you haul them into court and a jury acquits him in one hour. I just suggest to you that that is a disgraceful performance by your Justice Department and a disgraceful use of resources. Now, for those that don't remember, just, just Google Ruby Ridge and maybe they were looking for that kind of scenario where you roll up there with the FBI and something happens and someone, a kid gets shot or someone gets shot. This, what they did to this guy at his house with 30 FBI agents after he voluntarily said, I will, I will surrender myself is amazing. I mean, the, how dangerous this could have, this could have been. Yeah. People could, people could have died. I, I don't know. You, you Take, take again. Over I don't even know what to say. This is again. This is what Josh Hawley was saying during this, during this questioning. Is that the, why is the DOJ prosecuting, not prosecuting, persecuting Catholics? I mean, why are you going after this guy? Are you kidding me? I mean, this guy's a family. They showed his family a picture in church on Christmas. A wife, three small kids, because he was protesting outside of an abortion facility. That's why. You showed up to his house with 20 FBI agents, long guns, weapons. Really? And Josh Hawley pressed him on the uh, pressed him on the FBI document from um, I think it was the Richmond office about um, you know tracking traditional Catholics, right wing extremists as, as they called them and Merrick Garland did agree with them and thought that that document was abhorrent you know so he did agree with him there and um he sounded completely disgusted actually by the fact that the FBI even put that out so I will give him that but you know 
these are just typical hearings. These are typical answers you're going to get at these hearings. And it's good that Josh Hawley did this. Someone, they, they want answers. This is what we've been waiting for, guys, with, the, with this new Congress, with the, this Republican House, is this, even though this was a Senate hearing. Um, but this is what we've been waiting for. We need answers. We, we need to know why the DOJ, the FBI, are going after people like this. He was acquitted in under an hour, guys, under an hour. But yet, this is who that they want to focus on. Why? Again, because Catholics, faithful Catholics, are the people in this society, primarily, there are some others, who push back on things like abortion and gay marriage and everything that the left stands for. Child porn, apparently. Yeah, child porn. But um, we won't go there, but uh, that's an an extreme statement. But, um, yeah, so good on Josh Hawley. Uh, They tried to cancel him before uh, when he um, stood up for Donald Trump after the 2020 election. Tried to cancel him, tried to ruin his career, and see how that turned out. Go woke, go broke. Uh, Anything else on this one, on this hearing? No, we could move on to COVID and mask or something. Um, I, I, talk about talk about a, a quick turnaround here. I mean, they, they were literally banning people for going to church during COVID. And now, now they're arresting people at their home with guns. Yeah. So I was out at Costco yesterday, uh, and it's just amazing how many people are still wearing masks. I don't know anyone with COVID now. I, I literally have not heard of anyone that has COVID in the last probably. Two months? You know, we're on to the norovirus now. Oh, of course. The stomach bug. But go ahead. All right. So got? this is this is throwing it back, way back, 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 back. So I think Minnesota hired a defensive coordinator recently because, you know, it's, it's like the offseason of football. And Brian I still Florence. follow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it got me thinking, like, wait a minute. Whatever happened to their other defensive coordinator that got two years ago? And then I remembered he got fired because he was refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and it actually was, I think it was Rick Dennison. He got fired in 2022, early, early 2022 over the summer of 2022, because he didn't get the COVID-19 shot. Um, and they had to hire a new defensive coordinator who obviously sucked and got fired and they hired Brian Flores. Um, so just remembering that. And then the same day this came out about Pfizer and miscarriages. Uh, This is from Naomi Wolf, and she was on the war room, actually, Steve Bannon's war room. And I'll just read the quote. Um, Pfizer notes the miscarriages, the miscarriages as serious, adverse, moderate or severe toxicity ratings. However, all of them were recategorized by Pfizer in the internal documents under the category of adverse events that were recovered or resolved. So basically, if um, you took the shot and had a miscarriage, it counted it as a resolved adverse effect because you returned to your normal non-pregnant state. And I'm not making this up. If, if, if you had, this is from the vigilant fog. Um, like you had a problem when you had a baby, when you lost the baby, you recovered from that problem. It resolved the adverse effect, the negative thing. The miscarriage is in the same category as, or if you lost your baby, Pfizer said, your adverse event was recovered. Result. This is, this is insane. How this should be front page news, but there's there's too much other shit going on. Wow. Amazing. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. This is why they yeah. wanted to keep these documents secret for 70 years. Well, now they want to, speaking of keeping it a secret, um, they want to, I think a Senate, a Senate, a Democrat held Senate voted unanimously to declassify all Wuhan lab leak intel. It's about time. It's about time. What do you mean? It's classified still? Can we see it? I mean, we're, we're basically been, some people have been a human pincushion for about a year and a half now. Let them yep. know what's going on. Yes, sir. May I have another? Uh, speaking of the virus, and the last episode, the last episode was a little bit harsh for some of the some of the normies out there, I guess. But uh, when we talked about Ukraine and biolabs, but literally, and I sent you this the next morning on the war room. That's all they were talking about was was COVID nineteen created in a Ukraine biolab and then trafficked to China to be released. And I'll play the audio. I think this is from either March first or February twenty eighth, something like that. That episode of the war room. This is Monica Crowley talking about COVID nineteen and its origins network was essentially run by the United States. It was an intel operation. It was a DARPA um, operation. It was essentially run by the United States. And there is some speculation that SARS-CoV-2 was developed there, not in Wuhan, but it was developed in Ukraine and then trafficked to Wuhan. And that's where it was released and spread around the world. I do believe it was intentional. I don't believe that this was a lab leak by accident. I think the timing is waved too coincidental uh, for that. Um, when it comes to Ukraine, I think that, you know, there there is a possibility, we don't have any proof yet, but I'm relying on you, Natalie, to dig this up and report it as fact. But the speculation is perhaps that because of this Ukrainian biolab situation, that was one of the reasons that Vladimir Putin went in in the first place, because he knew that the United States... Which is what I've been saying since February of 2022. We go on conducting this dangerous gain-of-function research, these bioweapons, right there on his border. He warned the United States to stop. We apparently didn't stop. And that Vladimir Putin could not stand to have this continue right on this doorstep. So that was one of several reasons why he went into Ukraine. Again, this is speculation. But then once the war began, Vladimir uh, Zelensky is now, could be, perhaps, and again, speculation, blackmailing Joe Biden and his administration to continue this war, continue uh, pumping all of this money and all of the, these weapons into the combat zone because he knows our secret about this bioweapons and biolabs network. Again, I, I don't have any proof on this yet. I, will... I don't have any proof either, but remember that Barack Obama and I believe 2012, 13, 14, actually, I think it was earlier than that, Ban gain of function in the United States. Couldn't do it in the United States. Where did they do it then? Ukraine. And we get the pictures of him standing next to chemical and biological weapons and canisters, whatever the heck they are, from when he was a senator, I think. This has legs. It's just no one cares, just like no one cares about who really blew up Nord Stream. Even if you give them the factual evidence, they don't care. Whatever. We're not starting World War III. We're supporting Ukraine and democracy. Explain this one, United States. Because all of a sudden you're trying to blame China and get us involved in a giant another world war. We need proof. We need to see the evidence. Like all you've been doing is throwing out accusations of crimes against humanity for Russia. What the hell is going on? Why did our embassy delete all of its files in late February, right, right after Putin invaded? I, 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 I it's know. worth asking. It's worth asking these questions. If we don't ask them, no one else does. Monica Crowley 
might be right. We talked about this on our episode when last this week or was it last week? We we actually mentioned the same exact thing. So who's to say that she's wrong or we're wrong or you're wrong? You know who's you know? probably not wrong? The war clandestine guy on Twitter that got literally banned for eleven months in early March, I think it was. And I was following this, this guy back then and commenting on his post. I don't know how I actually didn't get banned as well. That's that's crazy. But mm-hmm. what he was saying back then and what he's saying today is hitting nail on the head every time. Again, at War Clandestine on Twitter. And this is what he's saying on, I think, February 28th, 2023. Those who pay attention to the U.N. grasp what's going on. Russia and China have been accusing the U.S. of creating bioweapons at the U.N. for the last year. The U.S. simply cries disinformation. After a three-year cover-up, now they admit COVID-19 came from a lab and they blame China. Did it come from a lab in China? Maybe. Who? How did it get in that lab? Simple. There's, there, there has to be documentation, right? How it got in the lab, you, you would think, right? Yeah. Let's just say that it did. Let's just say that this did happen. Do you think China either A, knew about it? And if they didn't know about it, you know, I, I don't even know what the what I'm looking to say here. If they didn't know about it and it came from that lab, but then we had another Chinese scientist come on Fox News, I think, and said that the chi- China deliberately leaked that from the lab and spread it all across the world unintentionally. So who do we believe? I, I don't know, but this is what happens whenever you don't get an answer in the very beginning and you let it go off for three years. Because I, I honestly think it could be a global community of some of these some of these, like I said, three-letter agencies or governments, it's not the people. It's not China. Is it the CCP? Maybe because the CCP might benefit a little from a lot of Chinese people dying. The Chinese people don't benefit from dying. Just like in the United States, if, let's say, you ignore red states and let everyone riot in cities in red states and lock down, whatever you want to do to the red states, you, you send, you persecute Christians, it's not the people of the United States asking for that. It's the government. Canada with the truckers. I mean, the truckers literally went last February, I think, and protested peacefully, and they got shot, literally shut down by the government. It's not the people, it's the government. And it seems like they're all in cahoots because they all follow the WHO. They all use the same taglines. They all do the same thing that they're told by these three-letter global organizations. It's yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in, and it's gonna be a lot to pick apart. But it's meant to be like that, or else, or else we wouldn't get fooled. Right. Oh boy. Let's just right, let's just been... move on to something a little bit more like mainstream, like the the, the something Murtaugh trial, something. Please, before I go <laughs> insane. Uh, you want to wrap up with this, Joe? Yeah, because these stories, these stories like O.J. Simpson murder and stuff like that. This used to be like the front line, like thing everyone would tune in and pay attention to, watch on prime time. And it's like now there's just this. This doesn't even do it for me. This this doesn't even this doesn't even do it for me. I'm sorry. I just very little interest in this guy. But go ahead. Uh, so last night, a verdict came down in the Alex Murdoch trial. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but this this came out on Netflix. Uh, it's been one of the trending shows on Netflix in the last couple of weeks called Murdoch Murders: A Southern Scandal. If you guys haven't been following this, this is a wild, wild story uh, about a, a powerful Southern family just on the outside of Hilton Head that has been in power for probably 100 years. And when I say in power, they've been like the county solicitor, a.k.a. Um, you know, the local prosecutors. 
and have a powerful law firm down there in, in what they call the low country of South Carolina. And this all came unraveling a few years ago over a series of events that um, starting from a mysterious murder in the middle of the road to a housekeeper tripping and falling over a dog and dying um, to, you know, a, a, a young uh, woman dying in a, in a boating accident driven by um, Alex Murdoch's son. So there, there was many deaths, at least five deaths that were connected to Alex Murdoch in addition to him embezzling millions upon millions of dollars uh, through his law firm and being kicked out of his law firm that I think his great grandfather started back in like 1908 or something. So um, make a long story short, uh, the wife and son were murdered on uh, one of their properties down there in the low country. And he was um, charged with the murder. And last night that verdict came in and under an hour as well. Another verdict under an hour, Joe, he was found guilty of murdering his wife and son uh, on their, uh, on their property and he will spend the rest of his life in prison. So uh, there's also an HBO special uh, that highlights this that came out last year called Low Country, The Murdoch Dynasty. And uh, if you haven't seen either one of these, I'd highly recommend watching one of the two, if not both, just to get a feel for um, this family and all the tragedy that has taken place. So, Big news out of South Carolina last night. Alex Murdoch, guilty. So that's all I got. Very, I mean, it wasn't interesting. It's just there, there was just so much going on with um, literally, literally, it's too much for your brain to take in in 2023. When, yeah. when we said 2023 would make 2022 look like 2021, we weren't even joking at all. Yeah. It is a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. And, and just... These news cycles, Joe, are just they're vicious, man. I mean, they just just churning them out. I just so. and then and then not to touch on those were, those are some wacky murders you mentioned the five, but how about the guy? And I don't know if we mentioned this that the Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton supporter that was found dead. He's texted his wife. He found a nice place to take a nap, and then was found shot in the head with a shotgun. And then, but at the same time, he was tied to a tree in a noose that he hung himself. Yep. On. Okay. Yeah, and he had a, he and he had a shotgun wound to the chest. Yeah. This is the same guy that signed in Jeffrey Epstein to the White House uh, multiple times. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. All right. So what else? Um, you want to just end it here? Yeah, I, that's all I got. Um, do you have anything else? Um, yeah, I'd like to invite, actually, what's, what's the guy's name? Oh, my God. You're kidding. I, I got to look up his name. And this is from Senator. This is from Senator John Fetterman's Twitter account. Senator Fetterman joined Senator Brian Shates, Senator Baldwin, Senator Duckworth, Senator Durbin, and Cortez Mastro to co-sponsor new legislation new legislation to help stop illegal child labor. Cracking down illegal child labor is an absolutely common sense. This isn't allowed under Senate rules. Okay, um, I guess I guess they're just going to do it. But Adam Gentleson. That's the chief of staff of John Fetterman. We invite you on the podcast to have a nice long conversation or just a quick word, something. I'd like to, I have a lot of questions, burning questions, please. That's it. That's all, that's well, all I have to, I, I don't know what else to say. It's just a lot to take in with Fetterman. Yeah. Will we even get an update? I mean, that's all we're asking for. 
No, you'll get accused of being in ableism if you ask, hey, can we get a video of the guy just to make sure that he's the one really pushing through these bills whenever he really couldn't speak last week and he may be suicidal. The the therapy dog got to be in his ear. I'm telling you, if at Point Park there's an animal sanctuary that goes up with taxpayer payer monies, I don't know how he's gonna, where he's going to get the funding, but he'll make it happen somehow. Then that would that would be perfect for 2023. So we need to get his wife on the podcast. Yeah, she'll she'll come right on. I'm sure. I don't know. If we have to do an international call. <laughs> uh, well, that's all we have uh, on our bonus episode today. Thank you all for listening. Joe, anything else that we missed? Probably, but we just it's it's gonna get lost in the shuffle till next episode, I guess. Lost in the shuffle. Don't forget to email us if you have anything that we missed or you want us to cover, please. Yeah. So all right, well have a great weekend. Go support a local fish fry today. Joe, take us home.